Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. I am David, and I am all alone on this edition of the podcast. Joseph has uh, still yet to go on his honeymoon, so he's going to be out for another week. James, however, should return, so he should have two of us next time around. But uh, we hope you had a great Thanksgiving weekend, a Thanksgiving holiday, Black Friday, and hopefully you have a great Cyber Monday. Um, I'm not planning on buying anything on Cyber Monday, but I did pick up a bunch of movies on Black Friday. I wasn't there early. I went after all the craziness, which... I think there was craziness. I wasn't there to witness it. So I live in a small town. So, but I do have very, very good memories of Black Friday, and uh, especially with my wife, we uh, bought some major appliances one year, and it was just fun. We left the kids with grandma and bought a whole lot of stuff. But uh, Black Friday, Black Friday, we were all expecting or I was expecting, although I spoke to a lot of people online, on different podcasts, on chat, iMessage, that really weren't as nostalgic, I'll say, as I was or I am about Black Friday and what that meant to me and what I thought it meant to everyone in the year 2015 when that trailer was released. It was a huge event. It was a huge event. And, of course, J.J. Abrams directed The Force Awakens. And they announced that they were going to release that trailer well in advance. They were going to release it in the theaters only. And then they decided to release it simultaneously online, which was kind of a, I don't know, shady move on their part. But no one really cared because we're get, we were going to get the first Star Wars trailer since 2005, I'm guessing since Revenge of the Sith. So we were all hyped up, and I have great memories of that. I have, I woke up very early in the morning, turned on my laptop, went to Apple trailers, constantly hitting the F5 key on my keyboard, and just waiting for that thing to pop up. I think it was 8 o'clock, nothing. 9 o'clock, nothing. 10 o'clock, nothing. And then I think I saw on Facebook that the trailer was up, and then I went back to Apple iTunes, and I refreshed, and bam, it was there. And luckily, there was no dogs around, no kids around. The wife was in a room watching TV, or I may be still asleep. I can't really remember their whereabouts, because I was all about that trailer. And I was also following other podcasts, other channels on YouTube, to see if they posted anything. They got an exclusive view of it and um no, no one did everyone was either at the theater or online just waiting and once it happened it was great i mean the first image we got was finn finn popped his head up and 
it was boom. We we were right back in the thick of it. You didn't know what was going on. He was in stormtrooper armor, but I think at that point, I had seen some spy reports saying that yeah, he was going to be in stormtrooper armor, but he was going to be a good guy. So that really didn't kind of make me question anything. And then of course we saw the image of BB-8 rolling towards. I believe he was rolling towards the Falcon. And when we saw that droid, that droid just screamed Star Wars to me. And I thought, what a great design. Ball with the with another half-circled spherical ball on top of that moving ball. And it just screamed Star Wars to me. It was so Star Wars that... And I, and I asked myself, was that a main character? Or was that just a random droid they showed? I was hoping it was a main character. Of course, it became BB-8. So, But just seeing that trailer for the first time, and then getting to see the trailer in a theater with the sound actually turned up. One of the issues in my town, the, the theater here, the sound is like at medium range. And it's... It irks me. It irks me so much because you can hear people chewing nachos, chewing on popcorn, and I always want them to turn it up. There was one situation where I went to a theater in San Antonio, Texas. It was a Fiesta 16, and I watched Bad Boys 2, and the sound was so loud, it was hurting my ears. That's how loud it was. I was blown away that the sound was that loud. I don't know if it was a disgruntled employee that didn't care, that walked out on the job, because um, I know you can blow out those speakers. And at that point, those speakers would have been toast because my head was hurting. And it's hard to make my ears hurt. My head hurt with sound. So, yeah, it, it was pretty loud. But anyways, hearing that Falcon in the theater for the first time, that iconic rumble of the engines flying by those two TIE fighters at the very end. Oh, man, that that gave me enough to last me, to hold me over until celebration when I was there, but I wasn't there. I actually got there a little late. I was outside the arena at the Anaheim Convention Center, and while they were showing the trailer, I was actually on the outside. I got there late, so I wasn't in the, in the arena to experience it. But I was right outside. It was kind of a bad timing situation, but I was still there. But I got to get into the main convention area early with a lot of the VIPs and a lot of the crew for Episode 7. And I was actually one of the first people to see the Episode 7 costumes and the model ships that were built. Not quite sure if they were used. Maybe they were used for reference. Can't even remember anymore. But yeah, that's that's what Black Friday always brings up. And of course, what do we have now? We have episode 9, Waiting in the Wings. Four months of it has been shot. And I was hoping beyond hope that we were going to get a Black Friday teaser trailer, just like 2015. Disney did give us a trailer, but uh, and it was an epic trailer for a beloved, I guess, could you call it a franchise? It was a Lion King. 
and um, just about every shot in there is it's, it's a shot from the animated film that came out I want to say in the mid 90s and um, I was a big fan of The Lion King growing up I went to the movie theater to go see it I remember going to the movie theater leaving the movie theater and one of my buddies from summer camp was walking in and he asked me hey what movie did you just see and I was like uh do I say Lion King or do I say Speed? Because <laughs> Speed was playing at the same at the same time at the movie theater, and I was like Lion King, <laughs> and he just laughed and he went in and I was like, oh man, he he's going in there to see Speed. He's gonna make fun of me, but no, he saw the Lion King too. That's how huge the Lion King was, and subsequently, it kind of got a little too huge because. When I was in high school, that was their go-to movie. They'd get the VHS, pop it in when they didn't want to teach, and just show us The Lion King on Endless Loop. So I got kind of um, desensitized to The Lion King, so to speak. I just didn't care for it after a certain amount of viewings. And it was in English class and Spanish class. So I'd watch it in English and in Spanish. So, yeah, it, it really kind of wore on me and uh, made me not want to buy it on DVD or Blu-ray, even though we do own it. I have two kids, so <sighs> there's that. I really haven't watched it again, but everyone talking about the trailer just raved over it. And the funny thing is, is that they consider it live action, but everything, everything in frame is actually animated. It's CGI. It just looks real. So it's a live-action animated film, which is kind of funny, kind of unique, just like The Jungle Book. And um, it's John Favreau directing, just like um, The Mandalorian, which uh, has been shooting. And there was actually some spy pictures taken. And I'm not going to say any spoilers, but uh, we all know the directing lineup that the Mandalorian is going to have. Taika Waititi uh, was spotted, along with Dave Filoni. And there was one shot where they noticed the people that were taking the spy pictures, and they actually waved to their camera. So I think they know that people are there taking pictures. But of course, I mean, you would figure it's, it's Star Wars. So you're going to have people with binocular or bazooka lenses trying to get the best picture possible, get the scoop, get the best spy report out there. But um, those pictures are online if you want to see them, along with other spoilers, I guess you could say, at this point. But um, some of the stuff that's been reported, it's not quite clear to me, but there are spy reports up there for The Mandalorian. Um... So, this weekend, I had four days off, and it started on Thanksgiving, so it was Thursday, then Friday, it was Black Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday, and I was trying to find something to do with my time 
that I don't think that I would have the chance to otherwise. And we were texting back and forth, James, Joseph, and James kept on telling me about the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. And what that is, it's an anthology film made up of six stories that deals with different aspects of life in the Old West. And I'm not a fan of Cowboys and Indians. My dad really was, and he would watch that nonstop. It was John Wayne, black and white Cowboys and Indian stuff, and that wasn't my jam. My jam, of course, was Star Wars, science fiction, fantasy. So I didn't really grow up liking that, so that was really a strike against it. But... I started watching it, and I looked at the rating. It's rated R. It's it's not PG-13, PG like Star Wars. So it's rated R, um, basically for violence, extreme, close to extreme violence. I don't know what, what you consider extreme, but it's it started off kind of rough. I told James about it. it. It started off with me not caring for it at all, but once it went, got going... And <laughs> I think the violence is the thing that was so unique to see in that type of Old West setting. And then the story was, was over rather quickly. And it changed to another story. And, of course, this is considered an anthology film. And, of course, they announced back at Celebration Anaheim that we were going to get anthology films. Which... I was over the moon about it. I was super excited. I, that first panel with Gareth Edwards minus Josh Trank was great. I was there. I was physically there in the arena at the Anaheim Convention Center. And I was pinching myself. I told myself, I'm usually watching this online on YouTube. But I'm actually here. I, I was here with all the media. I was there with all the Lucasfilm executives. And Pablo Hidalgo moderated he was at a desk kathleen kennedy i believe first came out and then Kerry hart came out and then they introduced gareth edwards they said josh trink was out sick couldn't make it and gareth edwards proceeded to talk about this different kind of star wars film he said what i had been saying for years that the film is called star wars Emphasis on the wars. And that's something I'd always wanted to see. And the whole concept that, that they laid out, that it was uh, several sentences in the episode 4 crawl, I was just blown away. And the little teaser trailer they showed, it was not a whole lot of stuff. I mean, it, it was sounds. It was Obi-Wan speaking over the trailer from his his home on Tatooine when he brought Luke to it. Where he talked about the Jedi Knights over a thousand generations. And then going into the action and the chatter over communications. The sounds of war. People saying they were burning, they were on fire. And getting that first picture of Jen, of Bays, of Chirwit, and... It had a really big time 
80s feel. I, I really thought that if you could make an 80s type film and have this kind of band of rebels and follow them through, the movie would work. It would be kind of hard to not have it work. And we find out later that, yeah, there was help added on. The, the last part of the film was changed and Tony Gilroy came in for directing duties and came to it with a very kind of simple yet artistic approach. I mean, he, he put whatever he felt that it had to be, which was correct. But there's a lot of people that don't like Rogue One, which I don't understand because to me Rogue One is the quintessential follow-up or film before, pre-film before episode four. And it worked. It, it totally worked. And then, of course, we get the news that Diego Luna's coming back to play Cassian. He just did an interview where he talks about how he's so excited to come back to this universe, to this galaxy, and that he just needs to finish up Narcos on Netflix to start work on... on um, the Cassian series, which I'm super excited for. And there's endless possibilities for that. But of course, that announcement for the anthologies kind of went away. They changed the naming convention to a Star Wars story, which is not as good, but I think it informs more people, more audience members on kind of what it is. I don't I don't know, I'm guessing Lucasum does, doesn't think that people look up words anymore because I don't think anthology is a very commonly known word uh, for the general audiences. But I really like that naming convention. I really wish they stuck to it. I think that was one of the first decisions where I told myself, uh-oh, they're, uh, <laughs> they're doing something I really don't want. But... That's just that's just how it goes though. I mean we can complain, I guess, we can talk online, which a lot of us do. But uh Lucasfilm is gonna do what uh Lucasfilm feels is right and the films are making tons of money. The home video sells making tons of money. And it's going to be interesting what the box office is going to be for episode 9. James thinks it's going to be through the roof. It's going to be the biggest movie ever. I think it has a possibility. But it has to be a grand slam home run to win the World Series. It has to be something super revolutionary or close to it. To bring fans that are boycotters now. Or not satisfied with the current regime. But it has that possibility. And 2019 is just going to be a monster for Disney all the way around. It's it's releasing, I think, a total of nine films that are just going to be monstrous. I think you have Captain Marvel in March. You have Avengers 4. You have Dumbo. You have Aladdin. You have... 
the Lion King. And I think the Lion King is the last film for a while until you get to I believe there's four months or so where there's no Disney film being released. And then you hit episode nine. I know I'm probably missing something in there. I think I said seven films. Maybe it's less than that. But yeah, it's episode nine. It'll, it'll probably be one of the last saga films we see. And um, I think that the box office for Solo has a lot to do with that. A lot to do with it. And it feels like maybe there's a knee-jerk reaction when Bob Iger said, let's, let's pull back. Let's not release so much. But um, I've always been a film guy. And I've always liked to go to the theater. But I think as I get older... I'm less and less inclined to want to go to the theater, sit with a bunch of strangers, not knowing, in my at least in my small town, there's no assigned seating, so first come, first serve. And you don't know who you're going to sit around. You don't know if people are going to put their feet on the chairs, if they're going to be eating loud food. I mean, it's even if you do have assigned seating. And then concessions or super overly priced and you're going to want to eat something and I go back to what I think J.J. and Steven Spielberg kind of preached several years ago that the theaters are going to turn into a kind of deluxe experience where you pay $50 a ticket and you get the best picture quality Let's say 12K. I know 8K TVs are about to come out. But you get maybe a 3D film that doesn't require 3D glasses. I think that technology is going to come sooner than later. Then you get the best sound. Then you get nice recliner seats. And you pay for that all up front with the ticket. And then, of course, the concessions are probably going to be nuts. But having a... I know Spielberg has advocated for this, that you, get, you, you buy a piece of hardware, you have it in your home, you can pay $50 for a movie that's in the theater, have it streamed to your house, you get it for a day or two, and you don't have to go to the theater. You have an in-home theater experience, which ev- mostly everyone has a home theater. Everyone has, it feels like just about everyone has a big screen TV, Good sound is really not that expensive. Buy a sound bar with a subwoofer, decent one for two hundred bucks, and um, it's going to be interesting to see if the the whole prediction or the recommendation by Spielberg, JJ, and others. I know there was others listed, but those were the two big names I think I saw that they're saying that that's really going to be the future. And me getting older. I used to love to go to the theater all the time, but it's just, you got to drive on the road, you risk your life there, and you might end up in a bad seat, even if you do have assigned seating. But, um, 
The thing that really gives me hope at this point, I think, are the TV series for Disney+. Plus. I almost said Netflix. Netflix really has the market cornered here. They make billions of dollars a month. And I think that kind of proves out the theory that people want to stay home and watch long-form movies, which is, which is what The Ballad of Buster Scruggs is, which is The Haunting of Hill House, which I just finished. And it's pretty good. It's r- pretty good. It actually saw Henry Thomas at uh, Alamo City Comic Con, got to attend the E.T. panel, and w- which was really, really fun. He, he was a really cool guy. C. Thomas Howell was incredibly funny. I had no idea that he was that funny. He just appeared actually on a episode of The Walking Dead. Um, but um, my hope is, is for the TV series. First, The Mandalorian. We know John Favreau is going to make his debut. He's going to be the first one. And then who's going to run the Cassian series? I don't know. I hope it's someone that's actually a fan. Someone who's very creative. So, those are just my thoughts. Um, It looks like Star Wars Celebration is actually getting close to or is already sold out. I saw some reports that the tickets are few and far between for, I believe, Friday and one of the non-weekend days. But um, I think if you wanted to go to Celebration, you pretty much already have your tickets. Those tickets are going to be for people to just try and walk up and try and attend. So, But um, I also want to say thank you to everyone that listens, everyone that's overseas, not in the States. I know it was Thanksgiving. I know people live in other parts of the world. And we can really see that on uh, on the podcast. It looks like we have people from Sweden, United Kingdom, Australia, Spain, Hong Kong, Italy, Russia, South Africa that listen to the podcast, which is incredible. And uh, we just want to thank you for that. And... I've been listening to podcasts for a long time now. I want to say for the better part of 10 years maybe. And it's usually in the car driving to work. So for you listening right now, I'm probably just like you. I put the podcast on while I'm driving to work. And you might be riding the bus to work or school. Or riding a train to work or school. Or on holiday, on a holiday, and I think about you guys listening, because I'm right in the same boat there with you, and just to see how many people listen too, it's an, it's an incredible thing, and just to know that seeing that most of the people that listen to our podcast are on Spotify. That's the other thing that blows me away. This is kind of a little bit of behind the scenes here. But, yeah, a lot of you on Spotify listen a whole lot. And 
the second platform would be Apple Podcasts, and that is not as nearly as much as Spotify. But I'm grateful that we're on Spotify because I think that's almost 60% of our listenership. And it seems like mobile devices are are really the platform or the device that the people use. Surprisingly, there's a lot on the desktop too and some on the tablet. So. But yeah, it was kind of not that huge a news week. So... I know that several book writers, authors, I guess you could say, the technical term, uh, Alexander Freed, Kayvon Scott, Claudia Gray, Delilah Dawson, Jeffrey Brown, Katie Cook, and Timothy Zahn will all be at Celebration, which um, I'd like to actually get something signed by Claudia Gray, because to me it feels like she is uh, she's the best author from just what everyone says. I haven't read a Claudia Gray book yet, but I know that she's really considered to be someone that really gets Star Wars, that really knows Star Wars. And hopefully someday she can be on the podcast when James Joseph and I can interview her and um, get a interview for you guys. And I think we're going to do that pretty soon. We're going to start getting guests. And um, hopefully some different guests that uh, you haven't heard from yet. And um, that should be happening relatively soon, I think. But um, I just want to tell you guys again, thanks a lot for listening. And... We hope to bring you more news and more more exclusives in the future. And um, this should probably be one of my last solo podcasts for a while. Probably up until Christmas. So maybe four more weekends. And um, we'll keep you guys informed. And one of the ways that you can contact us, share with us your thoughts, ideas is through email, Twitter, and Instagram. Our email is StarWarsStuffPodcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter is at SWSPod2187. And you can find us on Instagram at StarWarsStuff underscore podcast. So whatever you want to tell us, let us know. And um, we will usually answer you guys. And also we have a Facebook group that I started I believe almost eight years ago. It's uh, called Star Wars Stuff. Pretty simple. And uh, James created a Star Wars Stuff podcast Facebook page as well. You can um, contact us there on a Messenger if you have any thoughts, ideas. But yeah, guys, it was a pretty slow kind of news week with the holiday, the U.S. holiday. So I'm thinking we should have a little bit more next Monday. And may the force be with you. Always.